It's another Sunday night and another month in comedy. On tonight's Comedy Roundup, we're checking in with a couple of our favorite crowd killers out on the West Coast. Where do they see comedy going post-COVID? And what's the West Coast perspective on the biggest stories of the day? I'm Dean Young, and we're about to go Inside the Joke. Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to another all-new Inside Jokes, baby, right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto, and of course, coast to coast, Canada-wide, on the Global News Radio Network, brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical, helping you stay six feet away from everyone you love since early 2020. We have our producer, Vince Tedesco, on the line. Vince, speaking of coast to coast, we're kicking it West Coast tonight, buddy. Yeah, uh, a lot happening in the West Coast, a lot. Never mind the, you know, fires and everything that's going on. I was going to say, yeah, half of it's on fire. That's one of the things going on, for sure. Shout out to BC. We love you guys out there and uh, comedy here often and all the crew that uh, is doing what they do for the comedy uh, industry out in the West Coast. That's uh, right. Comedy here often, 604 Records, JFL Northwest, uh, which I think they were doing some digital stuff, of course, this year during COVID. Um, Shout out to Mini Holmes as well, because we were going all the way out to Vancouver and all the way down the Golden Coast into California. We did have our old friend Mini Holmes on the line with us from California but couldn't make it so we'll give Minnie a shout out uh we do have a couple of crowd killers out in Vancouver and uh yeah Vince we're just gonna pick their brains on what's been going on on the west coast and uh what do they think of some of the things happening in the news right now both comedy related and not because there is some industry stuff but it's also just apparently an insane time to be alive so it's always good to get media. not gonna apply to any day of the week really regardless <laughs> that it's Sunday but yeah it is an insane time to be alive. Also, on a note that I mentioned last week, this is not our 300th episode. This is actually episode 298. It is if not count. If you if you happen to scroll on the global news website under Inside Jokes, it, it may have a different count number because it does take into uh, mention uh, some of the reruns that we've uh, done over the years. Yeah, which by the uh, way, Vince, uh, like I told you before the show today. I don't think we have any caliber of like super fans who are sitting out there listening and going, well, hold on. Let me fact checking us, really? 95. On episode uh, 197 of the Infant. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh, think we have, I mean, I hope we do. Listen, Jack, he's correct. We've lasted um, five full seasons on the air. So we do, you know, we have a dedicated base across North America. We know that. We're thankful for that. Uh, are they... Are, are our comedy listeners that diehard that they're counting the episodes? Well, episode 300 is coming. Episode well, 300 is coming. Tweet at us if you wish, but I think we could have gotten away with it. But yes, uh, it is worth a mention. Season six is coming up this September. We're going to do a big season six kickoff with some special guests, and it will be episode 300. So 300 episodes on the air, baby. Six seasons. It's amazing what you can accomplish when the network you're on is not aware that you're on that network. It's, it's great. Right. You just sort of fly right under the radar. Anyways, we're really trying here. <laughs> we got a couple of our friends, a couple of crowd killers tuning in from out on the West coast. We're going to pick their brains on the goings on in the world of comedy. Uh, but first we're going to kick things off as people sort of filter in here. We have if Thymios Naziopoulos is on the line who, by there's a few things, by the way, if that I want to pick your brain on the first thing okay. is 
you haven't done, it's been a few years, a few seasons since you joined us on the air here on Inside yes. Jokes. It was back in the days of, you know, live comedy shows and human contact and actual radio studios and all that stuff. But there is something, because at the time you hadn't made either of these moves yet. You were still based here in Toronto. You were very much sort of at the top of the heap in Toronto stand-up. You were a well-known comic here in this city. You were established. You were, of course, you were always part of the OG comedy records crew, all that stuff. You made the move out to Vancouver. You also rebranded yourself. This was years after you doing festivals and being a club comic and being a touring working comic. You went back to your full name. You went back to your traditional Greek name. And it's one thing that we never really got to pick your brain on because we hadn't had you on that since then. It kind of ties in. We had Al Val last week on the show. Al Val, okay. of course, much different case. Al Val's a comic who this past year transitioned and started talking about that on stage and ended up, you know, doing JFL new faces during that. So that's a huge, of course, pivot in a person's life and, of course, a pivot in a comic's material. But for you even, I mean, how much people might look at that as sort of a simple rebrand. Well, okay, he went back to his full name, big deal. But when you're already an established comic in Canada and it is a pretty small pool of, you know, festivals and clubs and all that stuff, how much of a big leap was that for you? How much did it sort of impact things for you already being a known comic in, a, in an industry the size of this? Yeah, well, it's been about uh, seven years now that I went with my full Greek name. So yeah. uh, you're Greek? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's not Irish, actually. Yeah, Ephthimios. It's a good Gaelic name. Uh, <laughs> own it, brother. Own it. Love it. So especially in comedy, when like everything is, you know, has to be catchy, you want to have uh, people will shorten their names for comedy just so. So, um, yeah, I went the other way. I don't know if it was the right thing to do, but I added like eight letters to the whole thing. So, uh, no, that's uh, I don't know. I I like it. It just seems more authentic to myself. And uh, eventually people just kind of caught on and. But uh, I wasn't concerned whether I should have done it or not. I didn't do it for for my career. I just did it for myself kind of thing. Which, is, I mean, is the thing. I mean, we were talking to Al Val about this too, but I think, you know, and again, you were you were known as Tim Nesiopoulos here in Toronto. Comics yeah. knew you and worked with you. Audiences around Canada yeah. already knew you by that point. You've been at the game for a while by then and had a foothold in it. Um, but when you do make a move like that and you and you sort of, yeah, you rebrand yourself, whether it's for just, life reasons or whether you're doing it in comedy i think audiences we forget that audiences are more savvy to that kind of stuff than we think i think audiences can tell when a comic is just being genuine and being true to themselves and being not a sort of you know characterized version of themselves on this on stage but when you're actually just being raw and real and you're putting yourself out there uh, audiences can sense that and i think for you sort of going, well, f- it. I'm going to go back to my original name. I'm going to just do this. And then the audience can follow me there because it is what it is. I think audiences pick up on that stuff. Yeah. Like my style on stage too is very conversational. So uh, I think like, I'm not trying to like sell a bag of goods up there necessarily. I'm just kind of telling stories and having fun and just talking about life. So um, yeah, it's been, it's been good. I, I, I was worried at the beginning. I'm like, how are people going to pronounce my name? But uh all in all, I'm glad I, I went, made that decision. I know you did it for, you know, you just did it for life reasons as well, but it happens to, of course, have a, you know, bearing on your career as a comic and as somebody who's yeah. out there in the spotlight kind of a thing. Did you sort of bounce that at the time off of fellow comics? I know there's your crew of comics that you were tight with, the comedy records people and all that stuff, the comics you usually worked with and 
and ran with. Did, were you bouncing that off of people or did you get sort of any like flack from other comics about that going, what are you doing? You're already, you've already sort of made a name for yourself. I was in Saskatchewan. I was uh, doing like a month of corporates in the winter in like the doldrums of, uh, of Saskatchewan, just uh, in a hotel room. And uh, I didn't ask anyone. It's, it's kind of like a thing is like when my parents come here, they had to change their names. Everyone has to reduce their names to something more palpable. Right. Because, you know, yeah. it's primarily, you know, uh, you know, Western Europe, uh, British, like when they got here in the 50s and 60s and, uh, you know, like all the immigrants came here. So they all had to go to like very shorter names to make it easier. So they just thought they would go with a, like a shorter abbreviated version uh, of my name uh, but no I didn't ask I knew if I asked people no one's they wouldn't have understood I just had to do it and then just worry about it after I think it's a leap of faith I mean well yeah. a lot of listeners of this show and anybody like you who knew me in stand-up I mean Dean Young isn't my real name I don't know Vince Tedesco our producer's on the line Vince what do you think season six kicks off in a couple of weeks for season six onwards can I go to my finish back to my finish name and I'll be UC Tedavinen from now on on the on the air no. I can pull an ephemios in season six. What is it? You know? No. You okay. are Dean Young and you will always be Dean Young. Uh, ephemios. So the actual translation of your name, is it, is it Jim or James? No. It's so Tim, like, so my name is a derivative. Like, so for short, it's Themis in Greek as a nickname. You would say Themis. So there's like ephemios. Uh, so Tim is one of them. Yeah, you would just say Tim. It's just like a oh, short Tim. Form. Sorry, I heard Jim. So it's Tim or Timothy. So that would be the Greek. But then Tim is also in Greek. Timotheos is another. Is Tim? Timothy is a Greek. Timothy is actually a Greek name. Uh, there's so isn't, many. Isn't a Greek names. word to begin with, like Greek and Latin, yeah, yeah. pretty much. And you yes. didn't want to go like the J Lo route. You didn't want to go like Enos or something, right? Nah, I was like, yeah, if like, if I never do comedy again, I'm fine with, uh, with the stimulus. I just, yeah, I just, yeah, it's more natural. I don't know. This, this episode of Inside Jokes is brought to you by Hakeem Optical, but also Rosetta Stone. Yes. Stone. We're getting, we're doing linguistics. I also want to ask you because you made the move out to the West Coast a few years ago now. You've been working out in Vancouver for a while. Do you think, and I think especially things are going to change after the past year and a half of pandemic. I know a lot of comics sort of left whatever hub they were in. A lot of people went back home to where their family was or they just made moves based on on COVID. But how it always worked in Canadian comedy was you would sort of, you know, rise to the top, whatever, whatever your scene was, you know, Ottawa, Calgary, Halifax, whatever. Work your way up, become one of the top dogs there, get the club credits and all that, and then make your move to Toronto. Toronto was the big right. hub. Every couple of years, I mean, you remember this, every couple of years, every scene in Canada would just sort of like dump a bunch of their comics into Toronto. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and it's something I want to pick your brain on after the break too, is, is do you think, especially now the way the industry and the way the landscape is going to change post COVID, but do you think geography matters as much? Cause again, you were also, you were one of the top comics in this city. You were well-known on the scene here. You were around at this for years, but of course working across Canada, but making that move to Vancouver, how much that sort of changed things for you and what the, what was the cause behind that? And, and does geography matter? We're going to come back with more of our comedy roundup, find out what's going on on the West coast and where some of these comics see things heading after this. Cause it's been to say the least a bizarre year and a half in just in the world as a human being, but certainly in Canadian comedy, we're going to find out what's happening next and where they see everything going after this. We'll be back with more inside jokes right here on global news radio, 640 Toronto.
Hey, my name is Nasia Mahairu and you're listening to Inside Jokes. Welcome back to Inside Jokes, baby! It is our comedy roundup for August. We're talking to comics out on the West Coast. And now, now we have a panel. We, of course, have Athemios Naziopoulos on the line with us. And joining us now, Dino Archie. Uh, which, by the way, Dino, I know this past year you've been working on this new Strictly Beloved podcast with Marita Lopez. And you guys are filming that, too. You launched a new channel, so we'll get into that. Uh, I'm going to throw you one, though, that we were asking Athemios about before the break. Because a couple, few years ago, he made the move out to the West Coast. He was already set up here in Toronto, made the move out to Vancouver. I'll throw this to both of you guys. Do you guys think it matters as much anymore? And especially now when we are sort of seeing what, what the comedy world is going to look like post-COVID. Do you think geography matters as much anymore? Does it matter? I mean, before it was, you know, you'd work your way up to Toronto or Vancouver in Canada. You'd get X amount of festival credits and club gigs. And then eventually you would try and springboard into like New York or L.A. Do you think geography matters as much anymore? Because now we're putting everything out there for an online audience anyways, right? I, I think uh, I just had this conversation with another uh, younger comic who's popping on TikTok. And that's what spawned it. It was like, yeah, you really, yeah, like it's, I think it's more your mental health. Like whatever city makes you feel better, you could still get it popping from out there. Yeah. You know, that's 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 my personal thoughts on it. What do you think, Athenios? I can do my OnlyFans boudoir photo shoots from uh, <laughs> any part of the world right now. So wait, wait, but that's closing up in October, I, man. Which, by the way, try. <laughs> I'm, yeah, gonna gonna shut that down, I'm trying to force as many photo shoots in before they shut me down. You're, the, you're gonna be the last. You're gonna be the the last door to door OnlyFans salesman. <laughs> guy only fans yeah i have three followers right now but i'm putting out too much content for the, for the response i'm getting <laughs> i was gonna ask though how how much do, how much do you think i mean for sure there's definitely some like upcoming brand new comics that are on there that will be impacted by that but do you guys think that's actually gonna have a bearing on anyone remember a couple years ago when we had when cask was formed and we had all those town halls because comics were gonna lose all their royalties and all their residuals on Sirius and that whole thing was going on because a lot of comics made the move to LA, made the move to New York, and they were living pretty much off of those airplays at the time, right? There may be bartending right. one or two nights a week. How much do you guys think this OnlyFans thing is going to actually put a little dent into the comedy economy here, or what? I'm not. I'm not sure. If, I'm not too sure how many comics are on there, but I'm for sure whoever's on there is going to lose some money. Like, yeah, that's. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> no, I see. It's four guys here. It's four guys here. So speaking yeah. on it, if we're speaking, yeah. that's I that's not being more spoof. But I didn't know if we were. I didn't. Know we're getting no. into the. Yeah. get into it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a lot of. I think it's. I think it's a good plug, man. I, I was. I if guys could do it, I'm sure that if if was this on the radio? What what sta station is this on? How how loose can we speak? Oh, you can be loose. That's hey, right. No. Speak your mind, Dino Archie. Speak your mind. No, I was saying that when it when when it came out, I thought about that too. Just objectively, all the like all the misogynistic jokes aside, if was valuable, 
in comics and they were buying, I'm sure more comics would be having open fans, only fans or open balls account or whatever, <laughs> whatever the thing is. So I'm not judging. So let me just take out the, it isn't a guy judging ha ha natty nat. Like I was sad when Tumblr uh, closed down a couple years ago. Cause yeah. Tumblr's the sh And yeah. so only fan, I wasn't out here buying no pictures of, of, teachers and nurses putting they they <laughs> cleavage up like that's not so it was it was it, it, if you my question is if you went you went kind of pro you went amateur but pro you went from you know if you're putting it on there for money yeah you know something that you would send to somebody romantically my question is are you going to still find a way to 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 stay for the streets yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying. Or are you out of the game now? If you're out of the if you're out of the OnlyFans game now, you were never really with the game. Does anybody so, know anybody on OnlyFans? Anybody know any yeah. other comments on OnlyFans? Oh, yeah. Great, show of hands, anybody? Yeah, Dean, you know someone? I Not do. personally. On radio, so show of hands isn't going to really work. But uh, yeah, there's a couple yeah. comics I know in uh, I think in Alberta are on there. Yeah, and they're right. making more money on OnlyFans than they did ever doing stand-up. Yeah. That's the but one the, problem the, still tour all year long. The thing with OnlyFans, or like Dino, you were talking about TikTok too. It's like um is upkeeping the content, which I I, I I'm not on TikTok. I could, I don't think I could keep up with like having to churn out that much sketches or like it just seems like a lot of uh it's a full commitment, I think, too. It's a commitment, but they're just doing uh all if it's only fans, you're looking at different angles of your <laughs> so it isn't like you gotta write a new five. You you gotta get the right lighting and everything, you gotta make sure it's working. <laughs> if they had to do a late night set and show their <laughs> that'd be a whole different you know what? And I yeah, there are definitely I know comics that have I don't know if they're still on it, but that have used it. And it's kind of like a go, a porn GoFundMe, basically. Because, like, right. you don't need to pay for a subscription to find porn on the internet. That's just, it's hard not to find That's porn. That's what I never understood. Yeah. It's like an honor system. It's like, okay, I'll support you. I know this is a revenue source for you. I'll support you. That's basically what it is. It's like yeah. a yeah, yeah, like Bandcamp. Yeah. For, yeah, yeah. For, yeah. for, for ass. <laughs> Booty camp. <laughs> no, Bandcamp for ass. There you go. Booty <laughs> Camp. Welcome to Booty Camp. Otherwise known as Booty Fans. That was probably the original working title for it. Yeah, but again, again, I'm really, I'm not just saying this uh, to be to be false or act play both films. But I think if you did, if you were bringing them in with the honey, and then you sell them the funny, that's a that 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 would be. If I was a a a, a, a comic on there selling. I sell some jokes too. That's what I'm wow, I like that. Bring with if the honey. Sell them with the funny. Yes, you're you're that crowd. Me, start with the, the only thing that gets stung is your credit card. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you, yeah, exactly. You bring them in with the honey, give them the funny, and then you know they, you got a podcast going on. You got something else to sell. I think that's the game. Like you, it, it, getting back to your original question of, do you have to be at the place? You don't, but you have to follow the internet then. If you're not going to go to where the action is, because the action is online. It was on OnlyFans, TikTok. And then my, my rule was when I came out here uh, to, to really get better, really become a, a, a comic, is I wasn't going to go back to L.A. until someone paid me to come back. Yeah. Like just 
that idea of like, no one needs me in LA, you know, or no one really is checking, needing another open mic comic or something. But if there, that was my thing. So I, I got Kimmel and it was like, okay, that was a re I got a reason to come back. And, and so I go back to LA, but you got to pay, you got to pay me for it. Other than that, you know, give me a, the, the West end over here. Which I think is the smart, the smart way to do it. I mean, you can be here, you, you know, you, yeah, you can still hit the road and work and tour and all that stuff, but you have your base here. You build your own audience here. You build your own content here. Cause like you said, I mean, Dino, I mean, especially LA, LA is just flooded with everybody pouring your coffee and busting your table is an aspiring something. So they don't need the millionth other comic to go there and just, somebody's going to notice me. You got to go for a gig for sure. Yeah, that's how I did. Yeah, exactly. That's how I did. I'm not saying that's the right way, but I, I remember watching this Bruce Dern interview. That old dude from uh, yeah, he's yeah, well, Bruce old, Dern. Yeah, he's always the old mean dude. He's dope. He looks racist and shit, but he's great. He's like the perfect. <laughs> he's the perfect guy who's like not not in our town. Like <laughs> Bruce Dern is. The he was in Digstown. That was how I, I I that's when I was introduced to him. Yeah, and. But he's not really racist. He's just more about the money, but he'll use whatever it takes. He's a good actor. And he he was doing that. This is back in the 50s when you do the you learn from Stella Adler or some 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 person and they wouldn't even let you go out to L.A. Like you're a grown man. They're like, nah, you're not ready yet. And then you they stay in New York. They do these cop shows and they do something, a bunch of theater. And then when it was when it was ready, then they started great careers. So it was a foundation that they build, you know, and then they're always working. So I think there is a rush in our industry to get big, young, you, the younger you are and the better, you know, obviously, or whatever, that's a vanity thing. That's what is selling, but comics, we're not movie stars. And if you really want to be a great comic, you need some foundation, you know? So wherever you can get up, that's where I went. So that's what made me come to Vancouver or what kept me here in Vancouver. Well, I think even, uh, and again, obviously the past year, the pandemic is going to change the landscape entirely, but even, even before that, I mean, even the way comics are, the way you get noticed now is so much different. I mean, when you guys were coming up, you both remember, I mean, if Thimmy was here in Toronto, there was always like X amount of sort of, you know, heritage rooms and you would start out, you would go meet the producers and you work your way up. Like back in the day, if Joe Downey put you on spirits, that was always like a good, right. okay, I'm getting noticed, right? Like this is like, I'm, I'm, I have a chance here. I'm doing something right. Joanna Downey invited me to one of her shows. That's it. So those shows where you would sort of work your way on to and, 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 and get noticed by the bookers and all that. Now it's a lot different. Now, now people are noticing comics because of, yeah, their TikToks, their Zooms, their YouTube channels and all this stuff. Festivals are being booked that way and gala tapings are being organized that way. Do you guys think it's going to change the landscape entirely in Canada? Because in Canada, your biggest paycheck really, because we only have X amount of festivals. We only have X amount of clubs to work for. The rest of the year, comics always just filled up their calendar with road gigs. You go and play those small town shows and that's you lined your pocket that way. Do you guys think that landscape is going to be entirely different now? Or are the days of the road dog sort of going to be dead in Canada? Uh, let's say how you blow up through TikTok or YouTube, whatever it is and you get booked, at the end of the day, you want someone to listen to a special, whatever, for an hour or 45 minutes, you have to be able to captivate these audiences and tell stories for an hour. So like whatever gimmick you got to use to get your foot in the door, if you don't have that connection where you're able to 
make tell do a longer set i don't i don't think that'll matter that that'll never go away so you know we sort of have all these new sort of tools in the kit now there's all these new platforms and all that stuff at the end of the day it's all still about what it always was it's up there being on that stage with the lights off it's just now these are new ways to reach out to right. people now these yeah. are new ways to sort of pay your pay your rent in between gigs right um all right we're going to come back with more of our roundup our west coast channel right here on inside jokes baby Hey guys, it's Keith Pedro. You're checking out Inside Jokes, where the jokes are juicier than Vince's cooking. Yeah. Everyone wants to be a cowboy. Grab your gun, boys. Ole. Welcome back to Inside Jokes, baby. Right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto, and of course, Canada-wide on the Global News Radio Network. It is our West Coast Roundup. We have Dino Archie and Ephthemios Naziopoulos on the line with us. Yeah, before the break, we were sort of getting into how Yes, we have all these online platforms now, and that's a huge part of the way the comedy world is, is going. It's maybe has replaced, you know, road work for a lot of comics and stuff like that. But yeah, at the end of the day, it's all just feeding into what it always was, which is comics still have to be live on stage in front of that crowd. I mean, that's that's the thing itself. It's it's a, it's a placebo, basically. I mean, you guys both have done, I'm sure, tons of online stuff, especially during this past year. I mean, Dino, you're doing the Strictly Beloved podcast and, and you're doing a lot of online stuff. But doing these streaming shows is sort of a placebo. It's like, you're never going to get off of, you know, performing in front of a camera, what you'll get in front of that crowd in the moment, live on that club stage in that room. Right. Yeah. You, you, yeah. I, I agree. Uh, I agree with that. And, but it was for me, my lockdown, I didn't miss, I roll with the punches, man. So I didn't really miss stand up. I, I didn't, it was no point to sit around missing something that I didn't know when it was going to come back. And you couldn't control, yeah. Couldn't control, so it was like, what? That's what, it was a gut check for every comic uh, of like, okay, how are you going to still do your craft? How are you going to get better at your craft without it? Um, I, I talked about this on my podcast about Chef's Table, the documentary about all these cutting-edge chefs and one dude lost his sense of taste yeah and he had cancer and it was like and then he became the best chef ever because <laughs> it made him it was yeah that kind of shit. like how do you be cook if you can't taste and he was like oh it's all an experience in your mind you know so it made it made you get drip or drown it made you get better or find a way to uh, you know our only fans or whatever it made, <laughs> it, made you, it made you do turn to something else so when i when i when marito and i started the podcast I was gonna I was gonna start a podcast, uh, you know, a bunch of different times, but I feel like the timing was right because I actually had something to say. I had time to think about how I saw the world. So yeah, I couldn't do that on stage. The stuff we do in the podcast, you know, you can't get on. And I talked about we talked about Basquiat for ten minutes. Yeah, and there was no no punchlines. It was just I saw this cool thing the stage isn't for that. You need to be funny with stand-up. So really it added something else to it. It, 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 it just added, a, a, it didn't, it, it's not stand-up, but what we're doing with the pod or that, for, that art for, forum, that medium, it allows you to, yeah, explore things in a different way and then maybe take some of that to the stage. So 
So, yeah, it, it kind of enhanced it for me. And I mean, do you both think, I mean, cause you all were, you guys were, you guys were hard at it even a decade ago when we sort of, we sort of had this resurgence in stand up a decade or so ago where, you know, with the advent of when Netflix specials slowly started to come out and when podcasting first became what it was for comics, there was sort of this spike where, where stand up comedy, watching live stand up comedy became cool again. It became a thing to go out and watch live again. It sort of had this, this little golden age effect kicked in. And I mean, in Vancouver and Toronto, Montreal, we saw all these independent clubs opening. We saw the comedy bars and the bad dogs and all these new spaces and alt comedy was a thing. Do you think we're going to see a similar thing maybe coming out of COVID because so many, so many people, so many new audience members have been checking out comics and watching this stuff and streaming this stuff online. Do you think we'll sort of see another spike in that coming out of this where people who maybe never would have even thought of going out and watching standup are going to be into it again now? Yeah, totally. I, I think we had, you guys are in Toronto, so it's probably, it's, you guys aren't fully open, open in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did four shows Friday night, like four different, you know, that's some like New York. <laughs> yeah, you yeah know, we're definitely not there yet. yet over here on the East Coast, not yet. Yeah, Themios, you were on the East, you do, I was, you were doing some shows. So what, what's the vibe, what's the vibe like over there? Or what yeah, it? like it's it's like how Vancouver was probably when it was just getting started, uh, when it was just getting opened up. Like people are, they're hungry for connection. They want those live, they want live comedy. It's uh, especially with there's so much in the world going on. That's like we are like these beacons where we take in all the information and put it through our life experience and our brains. And then they want to hear that version. They want to hear what do these guys have to say about what what's happening. And then yeah. uh you can't beat that. Like you'll never be able to match that. So I think as much, all those things will bring people. I think they want that live show. Like it's electric, right? They they definitely want that feeling. I don't think that would go away. Yeah, and I mean this entire, especially this past all of season five, because it was all during COVID, of course. But so much of what we've been talking about on the air this past year was the West Coast in Canada because Ontario was so locked down and so tightly sealed up. You know, we would have shows come back for maybe five minutes here and there, and then it will all close down again. Meanwhile, the entire season, we were talking to comics out in Vancouver. Comedy Here Often and 604 Records were pumping out albums and content nonstop. You know, clubs for the most part were open. Alberta was still like the roadwork capital of the world. You know, everybody was still doing that circuit of clubs and casinos and small towns and all that stuff. It, obviously COVID still existed. It's not like you guys were untouched by it, but the West coast was still for the most part humming along quite nicely. Ontario was completely Toronto was sealed off, man. There was nothing happening. For the longest oh, no, time. I was moving loose, man. Whenever it was open, I didn't give a shit about it. If it was the eighties, I would have had AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was moving, popping and shaking, man. Where, yeah. <laughs> wherever there was a show. We were doing shows, you man. We're gonna play too hot by Coolio as we head into the <laughs> Yeah, we'd be dead. We'd be dead. <laughs> it was, I, mean, yeah, man. I mean, Dino, it was like so I mean, this is the first time we've checked in with you during this whole thing, but so many comics we were talking to out in Vancouver and out in Alberta too. Were they were like, Yeah, we we're still working, we're still gigging, we're still hitting the yeah. road. Yeah, see, and but but I think the lockdown was the great equalizer because the the comedy everyone experienced it. So the comedy out of that, you know, that's that was the good stuff. Yeah, to move the time off 
and the shit that happened in the world. Like this last week, we had we went from t- Taliban to titties in all in a week. We we lost <laughs> Afghanistan and OnlyFans. Yeah, that's a that's a hilarious week. That's not it, it's 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 like both stuff. It's it's crazy. It's it's world like politics and geopolitics, and then titties online and OnlyFans and and and, and small business and entrepreneurial. It's it's so much going on, man. That 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 the comedy's waiting for us. So just like Toronto, there's so many funny comics out there. That as soon as that thing opens up, you'll see it. And the good and the good comics are in town. Yeah, I think one interesting thing that we saw happen this year is because the entire planet was forced into this same situation and everybody's watching the same news cycle and all this stuff. Even though there's like eight billion people on the planet now. Everything's social media, everything's immediate, and we're all living through the same thing. So it kind of shrunk. Like everything feels so small and compact now. And I know you and Marito delve into a lot of this stuff on Strictly Beloved. I know there's a lot of comics that are gonna be tackling this stuff, but it's it definitely had a weird effect. All right, we're gonna come back with more of our West Coast panel on the roundup right here on Inside Jokes. Hey, this is Nikki Nasrallah, and you are listening to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the Comedy Roundup right here on Inside Jokes. We have Dino Archie and Ethimios Naziopoulos from out on the West Coast. Uh, yeah, talking about online platforms and <laughs> OnlyFans too, where things have gone during COVID. One thing I think that's, I don't know, I'll see, and you, you have both been in front of audiences again after this, so maybe you're sort of seeing this already, but before the pandemic hit, we were sort of in a weird spot in comedy. We're sort of in this weird trend of policing ourselves too much we were hitting that it was almost like everybody was telling comics what each other couldn't say everything had to have a message buried in it there was that that blurred line between doing a stand-up set and a ted talk was really disappearing (laughs) fast do you think we're actually going to after such a serious year and a half where you know everything was bleak and the world was one big garbage fire really do you think people are going to want to come back out and just go back to just stand up, laugh for 90 minutes and not be so worried about censoring what you can talk about? Do you think people are going to be craving just true, actual, back to basic stand up again after all this? You, you go ahead, Dima. Uh, I think so, right? I think people are just kind of like fed up of like everyone being an authority on something. We're like, yeah. like I was with a couple of comics last night. It's just like we're all from immigrant families. We all grew up in a, in like Scarborough where everyone was diverse. And then, and then like people that are like 18, 19 and 20 or 21 are trying to tell us what we should say or what we shouldn't say, who have no life experience and have no, nowhere to channel whatever. And they have traumas no they're dealing with. And they and have no black <laughs> friends. It's like, <laughs> we have experienced it like it, we're in it so why yeah i yeah. think people are kind of frustrated it's like why 
everyone has a platform and uh i think people just want to hear they just want to be entertained and uh get through all the guff right they don't want to hear any of that yeah, they they tried to. I I do feel that tide of the TED Talks thing where you didn't have to have a punchline like where people could start clapping <laughs> after you stopped speaking. And yeah, but, yeah, and that's a different thing. That's fine and dandy, but I know that comedy, the point of it is to be original and to be funny. So everybody's supposed to be a different comic. Yes, yeah. the rule of it. That's what makes it an art, uh, yeah. in my opinion. So. There's, there's, I'm, I, for me, I want to talk night talk. I want to talk off the record night conversations yeah. on the microphone. There's a crowd for that. That shouldn't be that. And if you're good at it, it's not outlaw. You might not, you don't get an 80% of the people, but yeah, I think that, and I do talk it. I've been doing that and people, there's the people who come out at night and aren't, you know, that feel comfortable, you know, possibly catching Delta and all of that. They, the last thing they care about is, is you know, some language you use. They just yeah. as long as you put it in a funny way. That's that's it's, it's still as simple. The rule. I've been doing so many shows, man, and and I'm not getting away with anything. I'm just talking how I do, and people are laughing when it's funny. So uh, yeah, that's that's all online. That's a lot of online cap of of. The, the, there's more of that. I wouldn't write any of the stuff I say. I wouldn't tweet because I wouldn't want it on the written That's out right. without the timing. It reads oh, bad. God, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, can't, you can't take the night time to Twitter. Otherwise, no. You're <laughs> no, that's off the you don't and you know why there's and, and and there's no context and people know that because now they have right. it frozen in time forever. They can spin it however they want because they yeah. weren't in the room live listening to the context and listening to the reaction and listening to what you're actually doing. And it they was your fault. Written blurb that's there forever now. You know, and it, and it was your fault because you did it for some likes for these, yeah. these right. people who are gonna snitch anyway. And it wasn't it wasn't so clearly funny, man. Fuck all that. Just don't write it down. <laughs> Say it in. If, yeah, say it in front of people. I always had the rule if you whatever the if you got a joke about trans or that's involving trans, if if you could say it to that crowd and they laugh, what, what, what's what are we talking yeah. about then? What you I know, am or black or you know, whatever, yeah. do whatever. It doesn't matter. It's like if they're laughing at that subject, then you brought it to them, you know, let that be the case. Yeah, like on stage, on stage, no one's looking over their shoulder. And that's the beauty of the live show is it's like you don't have to look over your shoulder. Yeah. If you're tweeting, writing something online, that's like, why would you do that? That's like you're you're leaving these little fragments for people to analyze. And then you're not even there anymore to defend yourself anyways. Yeah. For 30 years or 40 years, that'll come back and haunt you. (laughs) But a live show, you could be like, I said it. <laughs> I'll say it again, and you're gonna laugh again. We were, in this, we were honestly, we were in this weird place before all this hit, where like you know, a special would come out that was like the big water cooler topic, but it didn't feel like a special. It felt like a university lecture. But you had to be on board with it. You had to go along and say, "I loved it. It was great because it was so woke and so insightful." Otherwise, you're the enemy. You know. So <laughs> we're coming out of this time period where everything has been so horrible in. <laughs> in the world at the beginning of the pandemic comics i think really didn't didn't know what to do there was sort of this feeling of like oh man is what we're doing really important i think now we've come across to the other side where we realize again like actually yeah people really just do need comedy again right now we need it i think 
drastically after everything that's going on. And I think there'll be some full circle effect to that. Uh, okay. We could do this all day, but before we do go, um, I want to find out what you guys are working on, where we can find you. Of course, uh, Dino, we'll start with you. Dino Archie, of course, you have the podcast with Marita Lopez. Where, we, where can we find all your stuff online, man? My YouTube channel, Dino Archie, at YouTube. That's the one. That's the one. There we go. Look at that. <laughs> nice, nice, nice and compact. And no OnlyFans. That's dead now. We won't, yeah, you only got one minute, man. We, we got to sell. We got the females and I, we're going to do OnlyFans for one week only. There you go. <laughs> hey. One, one night only. <laughs> <laughs> and Ephemius, we're going to find you online, man. And we're going to play a little clip of yours. Hey, if you could spell my name, type it in anywhere you want, and then that's where you find me. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm take, I've, I've been taking the slow road back, so I don't have anything uh, coming up right now. But I have some shows in, uh, in Vancouver, um, uh, Ross and Comedy. I'm headlining a couple shows there in uh, September, so I'll be posting that stuff up. But you can find me on Instagram. September 4th, first live show for Strictly Beloved. There we go. We're at Bar None. DinoArchie.com or Dino the Beloved on Instagram. There we go. Perfect. Check that out. And, and if Thimios, no worries, because anybody who listened to the first 10 minutes of tonight's show definitely knows how to spell your name because we beat that horse to death. Thank you both for joining us. This worked yeah, out beautifully. I'm, I'm glad to hear things are popping on the West Coast. I know no, we're not fully there yet, but... Uh, oh, you'll I'm, be back. You'll be back. Man. You'll be than, and you'll be better than ever, Toronto. There we go. We're coming back. Thank you both for joining us. Uh, it's nice to hear what is happening out of Vancouver. You guys stay safe, man. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you again to Dino Archie and Ephthemios Naziopoulos out in Vancouver on the West Coast. Don't forget to check out Strictly Beloved live September 4th. That is our show. Don't forget you can listen to all of our episodes right back to the beginning on Global News Online. We'll be back next week. Hi, this is Alicia Carusi, and you're listening to my aunt, Sandra Carusi's Comedy Rx. And this week's Comedy Rx is Dino Archie. I would, I would. I'd sell secrets to Russians if... If I had anything valuable, I don't. I don't know anything of value. In fact, I think I'm getting dumber. I know I am because I, I had to call to call the air, airline to change a flight, and they said, what's the confirmation number? And immediately I started sweating because I don't say it the way they do. You know, they say like Navy SEALs, like Alpha Tango, Kid Icarus. <laughs> None of those were. I had no references. My first letter was A, and I said... Uh, a, like, A-O. <laughs> it's not a word. Just yelled out a sound. Then the next was K, and I was like, K, like, you know Kendrick Lamar? Do you know who that is? She was like, no. I was like, you should listen to him. He's dope. Like, you're not getting on this flight. You're stupid.